My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Super excited with the, uh, the person I'm bringing on today. You know, the guest I'm bringing on, Darren Woolley. He's the host of Managing Marketing Podcast. He's also the founder and global CEO at Trinity P3 Global Marketing Management Consultants. You know, he's he has micro multinational um, network offices all over the world with many of the top advisors in the world. So super exciting. And, you know, I'm just going to let Darren go ahead and tell a bit of his story. Welcome to the show, Darren. How's it going? Uh, great, Brittany, and thanks for having me. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, Trinity, sorry. Trinity yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> there's a bit of a delay going. between us. Uh, there's a bit of a delay. So no worries. Um, we're just going to keep going through you guys. But Darren, go ahead and tell us a bit of your story and where you're at today with your business, because you're kicking butt out there. So I want to get our listeners to get to know you. Thanks, Brittany. Um Really, Trinity P3 started back last century or last millennium. You know, I, I like saying that because uh, I'd been working in advertising for 15 years and realised that there was a gap in the marketplace for a truly independent advisor to major advertisers. That was, I was based in Sydney. I grew up in Australia and I saw that, you know, there was a role for someone to be that complete independent advisor, helping marketers make decisions around the way they implement their marketing strategies. I started the business in January 2000. And uh, very quickly, we started to expand into Asia around 2007 with an office in Singapore. And more recently, we've expanded into the Northern Hemisphere, opening offices in uh, London, in the United Kingdom, and more recently in New York, in uh, North America. So, you know, we call ourselves a global business, but the total business is less than 50 people globally. So that's why uh, we refer to ourselves as a micro multinational, because a lot of our clients that we work with are big multinational companies with tens of thousands of people globally. You know, the fact that we're a multinational company with less than 50 people is quite uh, quite unique for them to be dealing with someone of our size. But uh, really, the type of work we do is we help our clients select the right agencies to work with, uh, put in place the right fees uh, have measurements for performance around marketing and look for ways to really improve the performance and the productivity of those marketing relationships. So in, in a nutshell, that's the core of our business. Love it. Wow. An absolutely great idea to go ahead and start that and fill in that gap that you've, you've found throughout your journey, right? It's truly amazing to have that as a opportunity now for people to grow, right? So uh, that's exciting. And I like how you've, you know, expanded into Asia, the Northern Hemisphere, and also um, New York. So that's exciting. Thank you. So 
Darren, tell me a bit about, you know, where you're at today. I know you touched on already where you are with Trinity P3, but what is, do you mind diving in into your biggest focus and desire with, within the business at today's date? So really forward? our focus is growing the business across the globe. Um, and, you know, currently we have projects in uh, the UK and Europe, and we have active projects in North America that, uh, you know, it means my life at the moment. I used to travel a lot, uh, but with the pandemic that slowed down, but, you know, getting back into traveling and, and but doing a lot more on video conferencing like Zoom and, and the like. But really the focus is getting getting the message out there. And one of the ways we've done that is with content marketing. Very early on, we started a blog back in 2006, which has been a regular update of sharing the knowledge and information. And we got into uh, video content around 2008, 2009, doing a regular uh, vlog, I guess, uh, where we were interviewing people and, and our staff members just sharing snippets of insights and ideas they had. But I think the big change for me personally was where we started the podcast in 2015. And the reason for that is I find podcasting a really interesting way of engaging with people, you know, because like we're doing right now, you get to sit down and have a conversation with someone and it allows you to really build rapport which is so important as part of the process, but also explore a lot more than you'll ever do in, say, a written piece of a thousand words or, or a video of five or 10 minutes. You know, you've got that format that allows you to really explore and ask questions and really get to understand where the person's coming from. Absolutely. I find podcasts, like you said, they're they're huge for building rapport, building that relationship and trust too, right? Which is huge. Um, not only that, just the doors that open and the connections that you can make globally just by having a podcast. I mean, I know for myself, I've never met as many people as I had and connections and opportunities um, that have come from podcasts alone is just endless. So super, super great. I, I honestly think everyone with, a, you know, a, a, an online business or a business of some sort should definitely, entrepreneurs out there should definitely be having a podcast. And, you know, some people do solo, some people do interviews, and some people do a little bit of both. And either or, I think it's just a great way to build relationships, trust, build that rapport and have a great conversation that's going to, who knows, lead to how many doors that open from that. So super amazing. Brittany, it was really interesting for me because when I looked at our content strategy, you think about blogging, you know, traditional blogging. It's where you get to sit alone and with a blank piece of paper and really put your thoughts and ideas and observations and insights into an article. And it's quite structured, right? Video, it's it's good. And, and people talk about video a lot, but I find that the format's quite limited because it's very hard to have a conversation, for instance, and make it you know, compelling enough to have people watching it. And I know people are starting to videotape their uh, podcast, but that's more because you know a lot of people listen to podcasts, for instance, on formats like YouTube, where right. you need a, a video format. But what I really enjoyed about 
um, and still enjoy about podcasting is being audio only, particularly. And and I've had people say, oh, you should videotape it. But being audio only, I find that my guests who are often doing a podcast for the first time are much more relaxed and it's easy for them to forget about the fact it's being recorded than if a big camera is sitting there pointing at them because suddenly everyone gets incredibly self-conscious about how they look and what facial expressions they make and things like that. Whereas when it's just their voice, I think it's easier for them to forget that this is being recorded. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that pressure comes off, right. You know, and the fact that you're, you're interviewing a lot of people or maybe most of the people you're interviewing now, I know you mentioned are first timers when it comes to podcasting. I know when I started, holy, I did not want to be on camera. And, (laughs) and, you know, I was excited to hear that, well, this is just going to be uploaded on, um, for audio. So that, that made the pressure come right off. Right. I mean, still a little nervous at the beginning, but, uh, definitely with people coming on for their first time, I think that is huge to know that it's just going to be audio and there's not as much pressure, right. Makes them a little bit more comfortable for sure. It's, it's really interesting you say that. See, I remember a 15-year-old and I had this school project back then, which was we had to put a radio program together. And I was sitting there recording myself introducing the songs that I liked. And I hated the sound of my own voice. And I was getting really frustrated and upset because I just didn't think I sounded very good. And at the time, my father got so angry with me because he just said, that's your voice. Just accept that's how you sound. Right. And um, yet now, you know, years later, I've been so used to hearing myself that, you know, I just accept the fact that, you know, that's my voice. And in fact, then you start getting people giving you positive feedback and they go, I really like listening to you. And suddenly you think, oh, well, that's really cool. You know, that your own little critical uh, voice in your head that says you don't sound very good is actually quite wrong when you get that positive feedback from the people around you. I say that because a lot of my guests, as you say, are first timers. And when I ask them to have they listened to the podcast, they go, Oh, I can't, I couldn't possibly, I can't, you know, listen to myself. I can't stand the sound of my own voice. And I share that story with them and I say, Hey, listen, you know, there was a time in my life I couldn't stand the sound of my own voice. But it's amazing how overcritical people are of themselves when in actual fact, you know, we forget that our whole lives. This is how everyone else sees us and hears us. I'm so happy you brought that up, Darren. Uh, you know, when it was my first pod week or two of podcasting, I, my boss would want me to go back and listen, go back and listen. And I dreaded it. I was like cringing at the fact that I had to go listen. I'm like, why did I sound like that? Oh my gosh. I can't even stand my voice. Like I just absolutely, um, criticized it so badly and especially being the first couple times on podcasting I was nervous so I wasn't even myself and I didn't sound like myself but at the same time it was more so like you said like we're our biggest critics and we're so hard on ourselves sometimes and even when I was a kid I remember like listening to my voicemail and I had a recording like hey it's Brittany leave a message I'll read back, whatever it was. And I would just die when I would call and listen to my voicemail. I'm like, oh, I have to switch it right away. That's what I sound like. Oh, I hate my voice. 
So I'm really happy you brought that up because I know for a fact that's going to be relatable to the people listening. Uh, I think it's something us podcasters all go through 100%. And then you get used to it and you're like, I found my voice and this is me and this is okay. You know? Yeah. Look, I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they say, oh, we'll have to get an announcer or we need to get a media person to do our podcast. But I have to tell you, my personal experience has been it's terrific doing it yourself, especially if you're interviewing people, because it reveals as much of you as it as it does of your guest, because you start asking them and responding to their answers. You ask the questions you want to ask and you respond to their answers with follow-up questions or comments. And so it actually builds the audience awareness and, and understanding of who you are. And particularly if you're the leader of your company, I think that's a really invaluable thing to do. But it also, you need to go into the conversation saying, you know, I want the audience to get a real appreciation for who this person is, what they believe, and the value that they bring to this transaction. And, and that's really the starting point for every podcast episode for me, is really focusing on creating the environment and, and the circumstances so that that guest can really share something of themselves and what they believe in as far as their professional life goes. And I think, you know, that's what for me, makes the podcast really invaluable, not just for me, but also for the audience. And I, that's really important. That's huge. That's huge. Going off of that, actually, I know we have a super short in, uh, interview time um, and we have a little bit of time left here. So I want to make sure before we run out of time that you really touch and tell our listeners what you believe in and really touch um, a little bit deeper about what you have going on with Trinity. I know that you have mentioned what's, you know, your yeah. focuses and stuff like that, but if you want to dive right in that, I would love that. Okay. So, you know, a lot of the time we're asked to come in and fix problems. And because of that, a lot of people have the mistaken belief that, you know, we're, we're just problem solvers. In actual fact, the whole team, we only recruit people that are from the industry. So everyone on the team has got at least 10 years experience working hands-on, roll up your sleeve experience in marketing, media and advertising. And the reason we do this is because we're passionate about advertising and marketing. You know, we really do believe in the power of marketing and advertising to make a difference, whether that's to brands or organizations or communities or whatever. You know, when you apply marketing um, a discipline, the profession, to any problem, it actually will come up with solutions that make a difference. Where we see ourselves operating is that Often that potential of marketing to achieve objectives is compromised by either legacy systems or outdated ideas or processes. So we often find ourselves solving those problems by bringing a fresh approach. You know, when we work with our clients, they're often in the system that's no longer functioning to the optimal way they want so you know our role is to come in and be that independent third party that helps them see where the opportunities are of improving marketing performance and their productivity and that's a really rewarding thing you know i recently had a client come back after five years five years ago we helped them with a big problem 
and they came back and they they sold that business for a, a, a substantial profit and they've started a new business. And they literally called me up and said, hey, I want to engage you to do the same thing again. And I said, well, is it the same problem? They said, no, different problem. But working with you fundamentally transformed the way our business operated. You got us to totally rethink the way we engage and invest in marketing and advertising. And that's that's really the reward for us. And I think for the whole team, you know, that while people might on the outside see, oh, you know, they're like the cleaner out of Pulp Fiction, you know, uh, Mr. Whitster Wolf, if you've got a, a body without a head in a car in a garage, I'll be there to clean up the mess. We're not there. That's not what we do. What we actually do is come and help our clients really navigate their way through what's become increasingly complex uh, situations that they're dealing with because marketing has become incredibly complex over the last 20 years. Absolutely. I love how you work it, work with it. You know, it's interesting to hear exactly what you do and just dive in deeper sometimes to really get that understanding. So thanks for sharing. No, my pleasure. And look, if we've got time, I've just got a little story to tell Please. about the way we started podcasting. A friend of mine, I Sean was just Kelly- going to ask you, I was just going to ask you to talk about dive into when you started podcasting and um, how it's going. So please tell us. Yeah. So, Brittany, a friend of mine, Sean Callahan, turned up, and Sean's one of these early adopters. You know, every bit of technology, he's got the latest and the newest thing. And back then, he turned up with this little handheld digital audio recorder called a Zoom Zoom digital recorder, you know, and it records with four channels and all sorts. But it was so portable. And I said, what did you buy that for? And he said, I bought it about six months ago. I'm planning to do some podcasting. And I said have you done a podcast? And he goes, no, not yet. And I said, well, sit down, let's do a podcast. And I set up his recorder and I said, welcome to Managing Marketing, and did the whole introduction, introduced Sean Callahan, and then we had a conversation for about 35, 40 minutes. And that's the very first podcast. If you go right back to 2015, you'll find Sean Callahan and I talking about storytelling, which is his passion and his business, right? audio people and said why don't you do it in a studio why don't you do it with big microphones and headphones and the sound quality is so much better except that I've been able to record podcasts all around the world because I take this little zoom recorder with me and I've recorded them in a cafe in downtown New York you know down in Soho right? And I've recorded them in uh, Paris in a a hotel room. I've recorded them in uh, Boca Raton down in Florida in the foyer of a hotel down there. You know, it's amazing where because suddenly I'll run to someone, get chatting, and then suddenly it's, hey, let's uh, let's do a podcast. And they go, cool. And they go, where do you want to do it? I go, let's do it over there. Here's the recorder. Because it's so small, I think that's why people lack really quickly because it's not the technology is not getting away. It sits as part of the conversation. And I often say to uh, my guests, think of this like we're sitting at a cafe having a coffee and a chat and the audience are the people sitting at the next table. And I'm sure this has happened to you. 
you're having a conversation with a friend and you suddenly turn sideways and you look and the people at the next table are no longer talking because they're listening to your conversation because it's more interesting than theirs. And that's the audience. That's how we think of the audience is we're having a conversation and they're listening in. And that's the way I like to think about it. And when I say that, it's amazing how relaxed people get, the guest gets, because, you know, it's something we've all experienced. When you're in a really great conversation, it's like the whole world disappears until they suddenly intrude into it. And you go, oh, you're there listening in. You're welcome. This is the best. I'm so happy you touched on that. It's so true. Like, you know, and I love that with your little Zoom, your Zoom thing. Your, I mean, nowadays you can do podcasts from wherever. And, you know, it's so cool that you're doing them from cafes or doing them from here and there. Like, honestly, I think that's amazing. I think that's something everyone should try. You know, we don't have to always be so professional with the, the big mic and the and the huge headphones. <laughs> um, that's right. You know, technology is there to, to help us, enable yeah. us to do this. And, and, you know, if I'm capturing that person's story, I don't want the technology to get in the way of the story. Yeah, I want the technology right. to enable that. And sure, I've had, you know, some of the episodes I listen back and I cringe a bit because there's a lot of background noise, but I still got the story and I still gave that person the opportunity of having that conversation with me and sharing their feelings, beliefs, ideas. And I think that's really, you know, for me, that's what managing marketing is all about get people that are professionals experts in marketing to really have that very relaxed conversation about what they see and what they think and feel and and you know i'll continue to do this for as long as i can love it yeah it's great that you're able to do it from wherever and Honestly, I think like just not having the pre pressure of the technology is a huge thing for those guests. And it is your show. You're able to do whatever you want with it. And honestly, I feel like more relatable if you're doing it from a cafe and, you know, really capturing everything else going on here and there too, right? And talking about that a bit makes it more interesting. So I love that you're able to do that. And you know what? Like when I started, I didn't have a microphone and I did not have a headset. <laughs> and I just started and I said, ah, we're going to start anyway, because we can make it work. And that's what we did. So <laughs> look, and, and so my advice is to anyone um, that, you know, this is just do it, you know, get a, a piece of tech that will record it to a reasonable standard and just get out there and think about, well, you know, what, why, what do I want to achieve? For me, it's really capturing those stories that don't often get captured. You know, one of the reasons I've had a few very high profile people in the industry do pod, uh, episodes with me, but most of the time I'm looking for those people that have stories and have something to say, but don't get that opportunity as much as, you know, some of the big names do. And, and, they often have the best stories, you know, just to ask. And, and people are willing, when they know you're coming with the, that intention, the best intention, they're willing to share themselves, you know. So I think I would encourage everyone to just get out there and start doing it. And then the next thing is, and when you start, then get some discipline. 
you know, make sure whether it's once a month or once every two weeks or once a week, you know, it's up to you, but have the discipline of really making sure you do it because uh, in it, it becomes rewarding. You know, I can sit here now and say, well, you know, over five years, five years, yeah, five years, God, five years, um, you know, I've captured hundreds of stories and um, and they're there forever. This has been amazing. Yes, and these stories are here forever. And I think the most relatable ones are the ones that talk about the struggles and talk about the wins, you know, the real story uh, that most people can relate to or have gone through themselves. Um, so I'm happy you're out there doing doing that and capture, capturing those stories for those who normally wouldn't have that opportunity, uh, such as a big professional person to come on and, and speak. So I love what you're doing. I believe in your mission. Thanks, Brittany. Darren, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, maybe to share their story or possibly talk to you about your um, uh, business that you have going on with consulting, what would be the best way to go ahead and, you know, reach out to you? Well, look, there's two ways. One is through our website, Trinity P3, letter P number three.com. There's a, a contact um, a page there or uh, on LinkedIn, you know, just uh, look me up, Darren Woolley. Uh, on LinkedIn and uh, send me a message. You know, I love getting and hearing from people, uh, particularly if uh, they're willing to uh, share their situation and um, and also you know have questions around what I'm doing. So feel free to contact me. Amazing. Darren, thanks so much. I appreciate you coming on the show today, taking the time out of your day when it's 6 a.m. <laughs> uh, it honestly is a pleasure that you were able to do, that, do this for us. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Brittany. Absolutely. You added value to my show and my listeners, and that's what I'm looking for. You're welcome. Group, if you're listening. Thank you. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or, or higher and want to come on just like our amazing Darren did today to share your story, add some value, and talk about your journey, uh, please go to top100interview.com, and we'd love to interview as well. Catch everybody on the next episode. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.